Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Hey, got gangbuster show uh, lined up here for you today. Uh, I mean, my uh, producer, Michelle, she went out of her way here today. I mean, just totally over, overboard uh, bringing in a uh, guest today. Uh, we're going to lead off at 1130. Tony Ann Dash, GOP committee woman from the great state of Texas. And, of course, she is the organizer of this 2020 GOP uh, convention is uh, the event coordinator. She's coordinating the events here for the GOP in 2020. She's going to be on with us. And also, I'm going to have entrepreneur Kathy Smith is going to be on with me. She's a great friend of mine. I haven't uh, interviewed her, I don't believe. Um, But we're going to interview her today and uh, let her tell you all about loving liberty and uh, in Utah. I'll be out that way pretty soon. We'll be talking about that as well. And then uh, batting uh, in that spot uh, to clear the bases will be Jen Lucky, my friend Jen Lucky, Jenny Lucky, um, international evangelist. And just all around, all around warrior for the kingdom. Uh, she'll be on with me. And we're going to talk about her ministry. And uh, also, friends, it is going to be one of those days where we want to call this Wise Women Wednesday. And you know what, Michelle? <clears throat> that was your idea. You've had many ideas. And some of them, you know, well... <laughs> Great, but this one, this one was absolutely fabulous. Wise Women Wednesday. I can, I'm totally on board with this. Totally on board with this. Way to go. Good show. Good show, old girl. I don't mean old girl. <laughs> so, last night, and this I think is what uh, kicked off the, 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 trend of thinking the way I was thinking. Melania Trump, and I don't care what um, Bette Midler or whoever, please, 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 just, just, just kick them to the curve. Melania walked down big bad street last night, political bad street, and she owned it. Pardon me. Yes, she did. 
Yes, she did. She owned it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to talk to these ladies today about that type of thing. You know, my wife used to tell me about how, you know, women can be. And, I, I you know, I have uh, three daughters, actually four uh, daughters that I raised, you know. My, and uh, actually, if I talk about daughters that I raised, uh, I'm talking six. <laughs> and so, or maybe seven, seven. I'm talking seven. And so... Um, I, I've been able to study that, that female uh, approach to one another. It's, it's men, I, I tell you what, there is no way that you and I could survive in that world if the, the way they handle each other and can be with each other were razors. Men, we'd be cut to, to shreds. And then the amazing thing about, uh, and, and it's, it's interesting. I, I, uh, it, I, it's very interesting to watch how liberal women and even some never Trump or conservative women have treated Melania Trump. But it's, yes, bad treatment because she's the president's wife. Yes. But it's also bad treatment because she's Melania. Leave the Trump off. It's bad treatment because Melania Trump, what, speaks four or five, five different languages? Uh, and you, you're going to have someone who can barely speak uh, American Eves criticize her as someone who can't. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, just how stupid do you have to be realizing that the person who is communicating internationally on television who is indeed speaking English, also speaks four other languages, maybe five other languages. I have big-time trouble mastering my southern colloquialisms. Melania speaks five different languages. So... If I were to criticize her for not speaking what I would consider to be perfect English, I think that would be, that would be a, I would be a fool. And anyone in my estimation, in my opinion, you'd be a fool to actually take that type of attitude toward a person who is accomplished as she is. And that's a God-given talent. And I'll tell you something else is God-given by any any standards. I don't inter, by any international standards. I don't care what part of the world you live in. She's drop dead gorgeous. Okay, <clears throat> maybe that'll tell you how I feel about it. She's drop dead gorgeous. She's intelligent. And she has something that you cannot buy. Presence. She has a presence. And this is our first lady of the United States. Does she get the play on the newsstand magazines? No. No. It, it, it gives you 
a, a real good gauge on just how the derangement syndrome has become a part of um, business advertising as well. You would think that magazines would figure out by now that Christians, conservatives, certainly Republicans, we buy things. We buy magazines. if If you had a cover with Melania Trump on it, if you were brave enough to do that, I'm not talking about some tabloid. I'm talking about a big time magazine. If there are any left, it would be a phenomenal issue. A phenomenal issue would actually bring you back. But the, the this is this is what's so sad to watch is the courage that it takes to be an individual anymore in this country is under assault. The courage, anyone who has the courage to stand, then you will be assaulted. You know, I uh, was looking at the uh, delivery of Nicholas Sandman last, uh, well, the other evening. And these words coming from a young white man are important because these are the same words that old black men who are conservative but afraid to say it ought to be saying. And these are the words that I said when I walked away from the liberal movement, I said that I would not be canceled. Who I am, what I'm about, I would not allow that to be canceled and absorbed into what you think I ought to be. There is an awakening going on in this country right now. I do believe that will, in fact, call for men and women of all ages, stripes, and colors to say what this young man had the courage to say. And as I said uh, before, courage and people that have it are under attack. And and it's not having courage to stand with the maddening crowd. It's having courage to stand against the maddening crowd that's necessary. Oh, there are people who are standing with the maddening crowd. Yeah. And there are people who are saying, like Sandman said, Nicholas Sandman, like he said, There are people who are saying, I will not be canceled. In other words, who I am, what I think, my opinion. Oh, no, I'm not going to let you cancel that. Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to let you cancel that. 
And so this young man has set an example. And I got to tell you something. <clears throat> He's going to be a very <laughs> wealthy, thanks to CNN and others. He's going to be a very wealthy, wealthy young man. You talk about financial planners. Well, I'm sure he's already got all that mapped out. Uh, I know I would have. In the meantime, <laughs> Democrats are hoping that Kamala Harris will be their counter to Trump on final night of RNC. I believe what they're planning on doing is putting her on at the same time that uh, the president will be giving his speech. Why do they want to throw her to the wolves like this? I don't know. Every Trump supporter, every Trump hater uh, will be watching the president's speech. And the only thing that will preempt the president's speech, I can tell you one thing, it won't be. It won't be Kamala Harris's speech. She's bland, she's dull, she's dry. Not even the Democrats themselves will be watching Kamala Harris's speech if they dare to put her up against the president's speech on Thursday night, the final night of the RNC. It, it makes you it makes you ask the question. Who is running the ship over there? Who's doing this? Whoever it is need a reality check. You can put the Pope, you can, listen, for those who really vote, oh, who's the hottest R&B act out there right now? You can put them on. <laughs> but only the young people would be watching that. Those who vote and pay taxes, I mean taxes, We'll be watching to see what Trump has to say, not Kamala Harris. <laughs> so, yeah, Harris will detail a profound failure of leadership. <laughs> that is what she's going to be called on to do. She's going to be called on to uh, promote a profound failure of leadership by the Trump administration. That's going to be Kamala's assignment. It is a fool's errand. I, if I were she, but this goes to show you the type of individual that she is. She just wants to uh, have the limelight. She will allow herself to be used in any way that they want to use her. She's a political prostitute. Willie Brown, ask Willie Brown. I didn't say it. Willie Brown said that. Yeah. Downtown Willie Brown. 
San Francisco, Mayor San Francisco, former Mayor of San Francisco, was once the most powerful politician in all of California. And Willie, I don't know, uh, was married at the time, but him and Kamala were an item. But when you're the most powerful man in California, a politician in California, and you have someone who is trying to climb that political ladder, and um, you have the proclivities that you may have, things happen. So, that's who is going to allow herself to be put up against the president's closing night speech of a convention that thus far has been absolutely off the chain. Oh, that AG from... um, Oh my God, Jordan. Is that Georgia? I'm sorry. Was absolutely incredible. Herschel Walker a couple nights ago was absolutely incredible. This has been a good showing. And when you hold up the uh, banner of what the Democrats did, if you even show the visuals of what the Democrats did at their convention and what the Republicans have done here in their convention, friends, I got to tell you something. There is no comparison. The word lackluster. If you were looking for entertainment, you didn't find it at the Democrat um, convention whatsoever. There was no flare. There was no fire. There was no spark that happened. This convention has been full of flare, fire, and spark. The GOP committee woman from Texas uh, will be with me in just a few moments and uh, I'm going to welcome Tony Ann Daschle back to the C.L. Bryant show uh, at the 1130 hour uh, here in Central Standard Time, 1230 Eastern. And we're going to have this conversation. She, of course, uh, is the GOP committee woman from the great state of Texas, RNC 2020 event coordinator. And she and I are going to talk about uh, the RNC last night, Melania, women's roles in today's politics. Yes, Tony Ann Daschle will be my guest when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't any of you go anywhere. I'll be right back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Welcome back throughout the fruited plains of America. The C.L. Bryant Show is on the air via the talk monster, Red State Talk Radio, and uh, coast to coast, border to border, around the globe, the largest talk network in uh, the nation and the most listened to, the talk monster, Red State. I'm C.L., and today is Wise Woman Wednesday. It's something new that uh, Michelle, uh, my producer, uh, brought to me. And, hey, you know what? Michelle, I really like this idea. Well, you've come to me with other ideas in the past. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some of them were, were really good. You know, you know, you know, like above ground pool, you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? It's a pool. <laughs> it's, it's a pool ground but it's a pool some of the ideas were like that but this was just absolutely brilliant and i think it's something that we should incorporate um into our cl Bryan show future as we move forward and as we evolve into doing um the video and mo- mo- um, movies yeah we're gonna do more movies and all of that type thing so um way to go good show i'll go Good show. Coming up, uh, Tony Ann Daschle, GOP committee woman from the great state of Texas. And, of course, she is a 2020 event coordinator here for the GOP uh, that's going to the event GOP that's going on right now. And, friends, I am just absolutely thrilled to be able to talk to her about the history that is being made this week. And and it's a type of history that is being made that um, I, I, I think it, it, it takes bigger people than those we see in the main, what's called mainstream. They're slowly, they're slowly not becoming mainstream anymore. People are getting their news from other sources now. And of course, this is one of them. And I want to thank God for the the following that we have. And I'm just really grateful for it. So people are waking up. There's an awakening going on in this nation right now. There's an awakening going on. And be glad for that awakening. Be glad that that awakening has and is occurring. Because your opinion 
should not constantly come under attack because it is different from what they want you to think. We we live, watch, um, if you're ever able to talk to a group of young people and you ask a question like this, um, is America the greatest nation on the face of the planet? If you if you ever get a chance to assemble a group of young of, of young people, and I'm talking about from the ages of say thirteen uh to seventeen, and if you ask them if America is a great nation, I want you to see how these young people react. Their heads will be on a swivel they will be looking about to see what the other one will say first. In other words, they want the approval of the group before they are uh, able to express their core value opinions themselves. Joining me now is someone who, of course, is uh, a quintessential American woman, GOP committee woman uh, from the great state of Texas, events coordinator of the GOP here 2020. Help me welcome back to the show, Tony Ann Dashiell. How have you been? Well, thank you for having me back. And I've been, you know, a little busy, but it's a good busy. It's getting a message out there, but life is good. Life is good. And I do believe, Tony, that happy days are here again. At one time there, yeah. about a month ago, I was kind of concerned about the, the luster and the lack of luster that we were uh, seeing around our party, the GOP. But I think that our show, our star is shining. What do you say? I am right there with you. There, I, I agree with you 100% about a month ago. My heart was pounding a little hard, thinking, wow, how are we going to turn this around? And by George, it's happening now. I mean, let's look at this uh, convention that we've had so far. I mean, people are switching from being a Democrat to a Republican because of the message that they hear, what they heard last night. I mean, you know, what was the thing? The land of opportunity. And, I mean, look at the people they showcase. And then to to wrap it up with our incredible first lady, uh, I, I mean, the people are excited. They are truly excited. Melania was all grace and she was Ugh. absolutely gorgeous. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous last night. And that speech home run. It was a grand slam. The bases were loaded bottom of the ninth and she cleared them. She cleared the table. Why is it uh, Tony that uh, the news media, the magazines, why is it that we don't see this first lady featured uh, in all of her accomplishments? Five languages this woman speaks. She's incredibly intelligent. What? Why, why do we have that type of uh, Venom toward her. 
it, it's pretty sad, don't you think? I mean, I, I mean, and she has all of that you say and that compassion. You watch, if you looked at that lead into her last night and how she engages with those children and the compassion she has and the love for the people. And, and she truly does have this love for the people. Why? To answer your question, why, you know, I really don't know. I just don't. I think they despise her husband, and they figure if they give her too much glory, that will raise her husband up, which she wouldn't be in love with a person that didn't have a lot of the common goals that they have, and that is that compassion for people, the love for America. You listen to her story, I mean, and how she came over here and became a citizen, and how, you know, so she's married to a man that loves America first, you know, all about America. And they just don't want to give her the credit and allow it to flow over to him. You it's know, pretty sad, if you ask me. Tony Ann Dashiell is my uh, special guest here in this hour, this segment, this, uh, this segment. And she is GOP committee woman from the great state of Texas. I was just down in San Antonio uh, last uh, weekend, uh, and it's lovely down there. Really thinking about moving to the Hill Country, Tony. I really am. But this is what I uh, am seeing. I am seeing an onslaught uh, coming in from California and some from New York, the East Coast, into Texas. Uh, tell the people why we should be vigilant in our core values as states and our identity in our various states. Well, we always want to keep, we don't want to compromise our core values. And that's, that's the reason why people are coming because of from the different states. And I mean, I have, I've helped, I live in the hill country just to let you know, and I love it. I think it's God's country. We would welcome you here. And, um, as I have welcomed a number of people that have come here into Texas, I've talked to them all across the state and they are, they want to stand up. Uh, they want to be a part of a state that stands up for what we believe in, for life, for freedom, for opportunity, you know, and for growth. These, And they are excited to be here. You know, a lot of people say, well, keep them away, keep them away. I mean, these guys are probably more conservative than a lot of us. And there is like that reformed smoker that just can't stand the smoke. These guys are reformed from California. They're here and they are going to do everything in their power to keep it that way they do not want it to change so we welcome those people that are definitely conservative definitely standing for what our principles are tony and this is a question that i'm asked often when i'm on the road is the tent is the gop tent big enough and is it the tent that any american woman who is seeking public office is that the tent that she should be examining? Uh, why should she examine that GOP? Is it the, the future of the American woman? Talk to us about it. Well, you know, let's, you know, and I'm glad you bring that up. You real, you know, you know, today is it's the 19th, a hundred years ago, the 19th amendment was ratified. And that today is that day that we started voting to get our voices heard. And we stand, the majority of states that, you know, helped pass that were run by Republicans and they do welcome the Republican woman. They w welcome, they will not just 
just the Republican women, but independents, every woman that wants to join in, we want them to be a part of the party because of the things that we believe in. We give them the opportunity to be able to, we empower them to have a choice. Do they want to stay home and be and and take care of the children and be that house like they have that choice? Do they want to be involved in by opening up a business? Absolutely. Are we going to have less regulations for them to be able to prosper and make the money and be successful? That's what we are about. We are not trying to put them down. We allow them to be who they want to. We are trying to empower them. We are trying, you know, and to be a, who they want and have the choices that are good for them. And our platform speaks to many of them. We talk about security. Let's talk about law and order. Is that important right now? They are that, you know, woman wants to make sure that their children are safe, their family is safe. And who better to do that right now than our president, who's being supported by all these departments, these police departments, that they know that this is a, how we keep people safe. We're not going to defund the police departments because they are part of what keeps us safe in society today. Absolutely. And the base, I do believe the Republican base is energized thanks to the work of people like you. And I know that you work uh, diligently and hard uh, in our cause. I, I want to uh, you to close us out by telling us just how important it is for us not to become lackadaisical, uh, you know, and, and, and thinking that, well, he's got it wrapped because I think he's going to get a great jump bump out of this um, uh, convention. I think the president's going to really get a bounce out of this. And so, but there's a certain laziness, it seems, after victory that sets in. Talk to us, motivate us, tell us what we need to do to, to bring this across the finish line. This is going to be a major turnout for both sides. It just has to make sure that the Republican side, that the president and the people down that, you know, all the way down the ballot are voted for at their, um, at, you know, at the ballot box. We cannot just say, oh, he's going to win. You know, it was, there were few in some states, it was 10,000 vote, votes. In some other states, you know, as many more. But we need every single vote every friend, every family member to go out and vote on November 3rd. And you have to have these meetups. I mean, we have challenges with COVID, but that doesn't mean you can't have a Zoom party. You can't have conversations and talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. And if you want to go out and be involved, you just have to go onto the internet and sign up and we will make sure that you are getting the information needed to help us turn out the votes. Or if you just want to do one of the boat rallies or one of the car rallies and drive down Main Street or drive in your local, you know, be in the on the lake to show the support. That's what we need to do and not be afraid because we are voting for the right man. We are going to stay diligent. We are going to put every ounce of energy that we have into getting this vote out through November 3rd. We can, it's starting early voting and starting in many places in just weeks. So let's, let's not give up. Let's continue. And we need each and every one of you listening and we need you to bring in at least 10 more people. Tony Ann Daschle, well said, well 
Wells said, go forward. Don't be afraid. Go forward with courage. We're voting for the right man. She has told you. Thank you so much for being on the show with me. Listen, we'll have you back here uh, real soon as we get closer to the election. And thank you again sure. uh, so much for your thank time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you, Tony. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. That was Tony Ann Daschle, GOP committee woman uh, from uh, the great state of Texas. And I tell you what, um, I can't if I have to make a la- uh, if we have to make a stand, I might as well make a stand in Texas. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I'm a Louisianian by birth, but I think I might wind up a Texan by the grace of God. <laughs> I love Louisiana. I really do. I love Louisiana. I love my, my little old city. Um, you know, Grand Cane and up in Shreveport. I love my little old town. Yeah. And, um, be hard to leave it, but all of us at this point are needing to reboot. Some of us have gone through some rough things over the past uh, five months. I mean, rough things. Some of you out there uh, during this COVID thing had relatives that um, got ill They went to the hospital, and you never saw them again. You never said goodbye adequately. You never saw them again. All of this has happened, has transpired in the last five months. It's amazing. Time goes by quickly, but it goes by slowly as well. I want to give, uh, speaking of time, I want to give a shout out to my Jane and my oldest daughter, uh, Miranda Faye Pruitt Bryant Jacobs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's her, Miranda Faye. I can't, listen, I can't tell, happy birthday to you, darling. And um, yeah, oh yeah, that's a a quintessential uh, Southern name, Miranda Faye. (laughs) Happy birthday, baby, daddy loves you. And uh, I uh, certainly uh, wish you tons and tons of years more of uh, birthday and prosperity as you journey down life's pathway. And uh, God bless you and God bless your children and your family. Well, friends, I want to make certain that you understand that five months ago we were in the throes of fear of the unknown. 
When I return, and coming up on the other side of the break, will be my good friend Kathy Smith, uh, entrepreneur. Kathy Smith will be on with me. I'll be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in uh, the USA. And I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us today as we build a bridge to conversation daily right here over the talk monster red state red state talk radio and um hey you know what uh coming up after the um break will be um my friend and uh, kathy smith entrepreneur kathy smith and um this is one of those days that we have dubbed, and I'm really glad, Michelle has a great idea, Wise Woman Wednesday. And I think that this is what we are going to do on this day um, of the week. Because I was just talking to Tony Daschle, Tony Ann Daschle, um, GOP committee woman, who, of course, is the events coordinator for the uh, GOP 2020. She was just on with me. And um, I, I got to tell you, so far, all of the events and so forth, and I can't wait till uh, inauguration time, inauguration uh, rolls, date rolls around. Oh, good Lord, uh, gives me life, help, and strength. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be there uh, for this one. And um, if we are able to secure the fort, hold it down, regain the White House, hold the Senate, take, and it has to be taken, the House of Representatives. If we are able to do that, then, my friends, I do believe that happy days, as I was saying with Tony and Dashiell, GOP committee woman from the great state of Texas, in the last segment, I was saying to her, 
that happy days will be here again. And you know what? I know that there are some of you out there right now who, um, shall I say, want to cut off your nose to spite your own face. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen, we're all a part of the same body. In fact, this is a biblical principle uh, there in um, the book of 1 Corinthians. I think it's around the uh, 11th, 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians. We're all a part of the same body. We're Americans. Why would you want to cut me off? Because things aren't necessarily the way you want them to look at this point in time. Because, hey, since I, let me tell you something. I, um, my family, all my family members, my kids, and of course, um, when uh, Jane was here with me, um, know that when she and I first met, I had a 28 waist. I was a broad at the shoulders, narrow at the hip kind of guy. Still am in many ways. Not quite that way. <laughs> I'm not out of shape. Not really out of shape. Um, I could do a little better, but I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. But now, I had gained weight over the course of our marriage pastoring churches pastors gain you know preachers gain weight you have to be very very culinary disciplined as a pastor as a preacher not to gain weight especially if you're in a southern church or if you're in a baptist church period because most of our the most of the churches that we served up until this time were you know considered baptist church we're baptist churches and these sisters can cook are you hearing me? The red, yellow, black, and white ones. I don't care. As long as they Baptist. <laughs> they can cook. And the preacher, the pastor, is going to gain weight, most likely, if he's not disciplined. I say all that to say this about uh, the face of the GOP and the face of conservatism. When I gained weight, my features changed. Oh, I don't think you hear me. When when I put on certain, you know, pounds, 20 pounds, your features change. And when you start to become unhealthy, you can see it. So what do you do? You take the necessary precautions and steps to get back to where you should be making yourself healthy, sound, and your features become as pronounced as they always were. Our features, America, because of the economic fat that we've put on, who we are as a republic, our features have been bloated. And there is a sickness 
that is affecting us. And the remedy is to cut the fat. That's the remedy. That's what's necessary for us to become healthy again is to cut the fat. But we, since this Corona virus has occurred, I hope all of you realize this one thing. Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez, if they had become president and vice president of the United States, could not have in their wildest dreams spent as much money as we have spent in bringing relief to Americans during COVID-19. This president did it because he loves our people. Not that he thought that this was the best fiscal thing to do. It was not. But it was the best humane thing to do. And I got to tell you something. He's getting beat up for it either way it goes. It was the best humane thing to do, so he did it. It wasn't the best fiscal thing to do. So you know what the Democrats are doing? The Democrats are coming out, uh, uh, beating him over the head for the, the way the economy is right now and unemployment is right now. They're beating him over the head for that. But they're not discounting the fact that he sent out relief and aid and all that. He's just saying he didn't do it soon enough. So if the president, uh, you know, walked on water, I mean, truly, he's in the situation where the the press and and those who really do not like him would say is is because he, you know, he can't swim. So, <laughs> friends, or are they showing off? <laughs> he can't win. If he walked on water, they'd say he's showing off or he can't swim. And as far as the effects that this administration was having on our economy, it was walking on the water. Yes, it was. And then you should not forget this. Because, see, if there's one thing, if there's one thing that is so true of the human condition and is that our memories are short. Yes, they are. Our memories are short. Many of us have forgotten just what an engine, an economic engine we were seeing and experiencing and enjoying just five months ago. Prices were coming down and our future, our American future was so bright. We were all going to have to wear shades And then came the scare that I'm still thinking that two questions the president asked. One, 
do the mask work? Two, if they work, then why do we have to close business down? I don't think those questions have ever been answered. If the mask work, then and uh, you know, then why do we have closed businesses down? Do do the mask work? And you're saying, yeah, they do. Okay, if the mask work, then why do we have to close businesses down? So then came the, the scare came, and we closed businesses down. Told to put on mask. Why, if they work? And we've gotten ourselves here and we're listening to these Democrats talk about uh, how, you know, you all are to blame. Because the president would have closed our borders much quicker, except for Nancy Pelosi going down to Chinatown and Joe Biden calling him a, a racist and a xenophobe. Oh, yeah, he would have closed it down at before they were calling him those names. They would have kept the borders open longer than the president did. Now they want to accuse him of not doing what they certainly would not have done. The hypocrisy is stifling. It is absolutely stifling. I'm telling you it is. When you, you look at what they do, the Democrats, and look at what they say, Look at the genuineness of what the Trump administration has said and done. It is true that this man has, in his administration, has tried to keep his word. He hasn't just been talking to be talking. He's been talking the good, decent things that our nation should represent. He has put before us what all of us should aspire to be in our imperfections. And the beauty of him being the the harbinger, the bearer of this, is the fact that we all can see our imperfections in him. We see our imperfections in him. And those who see their imperfections most in him are the ones who hate him most. I'm CL. Be back with Kathy Smith after the top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. We shall return after these words. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Oh, on, on the fire, you know where 
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, coast to coast and border to border throughout the fruited plains of America. Daily, building the bridge to conversation Thank you so much for making our show as popular as it has become. And to all of our friends who will soon be traveling through Times Square again, look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see Red State Talk billboard uh, every hour. The C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there, and old C.L.'s face looking right back at you there in Times Square. It is a great Day in the USA. It is filled with opportunity. And my next guest is someone who I certainly uh, trust and someone who I certainly admire. She is, again, a quintessential American woman on this Wise Woman Wednesday. Michelle, that was a fantastic idea uh, that you had, and I think we're going to incorporate that into our monthly venue. Help me welcome to the show my good friend, entrepreneur, and president of Loving Liberty, Kathy Smith. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. Thank you, C.L. It's so great to be on your show, and always good to be with you. Thanks, my good friend. I'll be headed up that way uh, to be uh, with you guys personally in the great state of Utah soon. Tell us about an event that's about to take place in a venue that you yourself put together and built. Tell us all about it. Yes, and what's so amazing, C.L., is that you were here at Liberty Hall when we first started to build it, so I looked back in my photos and there we are in February of 2018 and you were there when we first started framing so you are going to love it when you see it now it just turned out beautifully beyond my wildest dreams it looks like Independence Hall from the outside a little bit smaller it's in Ogden and just a half a mile down from my late husband's store Smith and Edwards we also went to Smith and Edwards and had fun taking a tour there, but you just barely missed meeting my great husband, Bert Smith. But anyway, you're going to love it when you come back. Liberty Hall is the venue, and we built it so that we could gather people and teach them the principles of liberty. Free markets, free enterprise is one of my favorite subjects, second only to the Constitution. And we talk about religious freedom. We talk about the proper role of government um, all the time. And my other favorite, because of Bert, he was a Nevada rancher, and he was well-known throughout the West and even around the country for being a champion of private property rights. He was a rancher, and he understood in his bones that it wasn't right for the government to own and control so much of the land in the West. So, Absolutely. That's Absolutely. what we're going to do on September 19th. We're going to honor the signing of the Constitution 233 years ago, and you're going to be our keynote speaker on September 19th. So if people can join us in person, that's great, or we're going to live stream it. Absolutely. That's going to be absolutely great, too, people. You know what? Um, through this fine lady that I'm talking to here, Kathy Smith, I was able to grant, in fact, several interviews with uh, Carol Bundy, Clive and Bundy's mm -hmm. wife, and uh, his sons. 
And uh, mm-hmm. it was Kathy who opened that door for me. I, Kathy, I want you to expand upon what the Cliven Bundy um, uh, confrontation was all about. Many Americans don't understand how how the feds can and did shove around American citizens. Talk to us about that a bit. You know, Bert introduced me to the Bundys um, soon after we married in 2006, so maybe the next year. What great down-to-earth people, hardworking ranchers in the Nevada desert. And we sat around an open fire and had a fireside chat and got out our pocket constitutions, and those family members were um, just such liberty-loving people and had been fighting the a Bureau of Land Management, the original BLM. I used to have a bumper sticker <laughs> on my truck that said, bye-bye BLM. And when this new BLM movement uh, took hold here a few months ago in May, my kids took that bumper sticker off of my off of Bert's truck, and I was so mad. <laughs> so it said, bye-bye BLM. But the Bureau of Land Management was created to dispose of the lands in the West, you know a little bit about the Homestead Act. Oh, yes. So people were encouraged to come west to settle. And the founders' intent was that the federal government would never own more than a 10-mile square seat of government in Washington, D.C., or land within a state or territory that in a state legislature agreed to sell to the federal government. What we have now today, where millions of acres are controlled by the federal government, we have socialism. It's the opposite of private property. You either have one or the other. And if the government controls it, then we're socialists. And now we see where we're headed. So the Bundys understood that and, and had pioneer rights on their land long before Nevada even became a state let alone before the creation of the Bureau of Land Management, the first BLM. So, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they had pioneer rights that way, way preceded any government national monument or a park or, you know, the Gold Butte National Monument. These are, I think, you know, arbitrary designations so that the government can control the land and the private property. So that was their argument. And, the media spun that as if the Bundys had called for an armed um, confrontation, right. which they did. They did not do. They did and not. Ultimately, they were. Um, you know, there was a mistrial, and they were all uh, acquitted. So, but it was a very long, painful prison experience. That yeah. But, awful, so. but you know what, you know what, Kathy, um, I, when I, when I speak to you, I get this sense that you are deeply, deeply rooted in the uh, core values, the foundational principles of our constitution and our founding fathers. And, uh, so many of my friends in the great, uh, Northwest are, are, are like that. Where did, to tell our audience about you, where, where did you find, uh, this, kinship to our nation. I mean, what what has ingrained this into Kathy Smith? Well, you know, I talk like maybe I'm a country girl and I'm a wannabe rancher's wife. I was married to the great Bert Smith, a rancher, but I'm really a city girl. But I first met Bert. I mean, I grew up in Southern California, for heaven's sake. So I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a 
country girl by birth, but I met Bert in 1975. I was a young mother and had my first little boy, and Bert Smith and his wife lived in our neighborhood and went to church with them, and he would stand up and talk about God and Christ and the Constitution all in the same breath. And I thought, what is this that, what is this just resonating with me? And so in 1976, he was promoting the bicentennial of our independence, the Declaration of Independence. Right. And so I started taking classes that Bert was hosting here in a little empty storefront in Ogden, Utah. And I was 19, 20 years old and, and fell in love with the Constitution. The principles that the founding fathers enshrined in our founding document, in the promise, which was the declaration, then the Constitution is the contract between the states and the federal government. So the, gov- the federal government didn't create these states. It was the other way around. Well, Bert had this, he had this suspicion that something wasn't right about all of this government control from the feds out here on Western lands. And when he first read Article 1817 of the Constitution, where where it says, this control will be confined to 10 miles square or what's given permission by a state legislature and no more, he said, the BLM has been lying to me. They don't have a constitutional authority to control when I can turn my cattle out on the range, I know better than they do. And those cattle need to go off the range. Wow. Anyway, this is so, so fast forward. Um, Bert and I lived in the same neighborhood and I attended these classes and just really got hooked on the Constitution. And then about five years later, my husband and I and our little family moved away and we kind of lost touch of, with Bert and Amelia. We exchanged Christmas cards, but Anyway, we once in a while I go out to his store, Smith and Edwards, the country boy's store, and um, make sure that we asked for Bert and I'd show off my little family and we'd catch up on things. I got involved in 1980 as a state delegate here in Salt Lake. I shook Ronald Reagan's hand. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to let go of it. I was about three people deep in a big crowd of people and he couldn't see me, but I didn't want to let go of his hand. <laughs> anyway, I just had a great life of, you know, helping in campaigns and trying to be involved here in my own, you know, community and state. Tell us about loving, um, tell us about loving Liberty. Um, well, what, what is, what was the, what was the genesis of that? What was in your mind when you decided mm-hmm. to, uh, to, you know, it had the where did the vision for that come from? Where did it come from? Well, Bert had a nonprofit that he helped to found in 1989 that had a long name that people couldn't remember. And after he passed away, um, I thought, you know, we need a name that is a little easier to roll off the tongue. And I wanted something that people would maybe like. So we called it Loving Liberty. And sometimes it's a tongue twister. But what I hoped was that no one could argue with that. Who can argue with loving liberty if you really understand what liberty is? It's not the freedom to do whatever you want. It's the opposite of tyranny. It's the freedom to work and to live and to prosper and to take a risk 
Bert was an entrepreneur and a risk taker. So he said, I have every right to, to try and I, I can fail. And that's my right as an American and as a, as a free person, a free man. So anyway, Bert and I, um, stayed in touch over the years his wife passed away in 2004 and he and i ran into each other in 2005 and i was running for city council and he said well i can keep you supplied in in a cases of pocket constitutions and i said well that's fantastic i was working for the lieutenant governor's office at the time and it was quite a drive up to his store from salt lake so i said well i'll just come get a few cases and the first time I showed up at his office there at Smith & Edwards, I said, well, maybe I'll take two or three. And he said, no, just take one. And when those are gone, then come back for another. And so over the course <laughs> of the next you know, two months during my campaign for city council, I had an excuse to go deeper probably you know, once every week or so and get my case of pocket constitutions. That was in September, and I won my election in November. And by the next... January, February, Bert and I were talking on the phone all the time. I was a single young mother, had been divorced for about five years, and he, um, I just thought, I I have always admired this guy, and but I'm falling in love with my hero. He's not looking for a new wife. He's a widower, and he's not looking for a wife. That was March, and by October of 2006, we were married. Wow. So I married my hero. Wow, that's, you know what? Uh, that's always uh, a great thing uh, to do. Actually, I married mine. Uh, I, I admired, <laughs> I really admired uh, my wife. You know, uh, I, I want to thank you so much for being on with me. Tell everybody again about the event that's coming up in September, and where will it be? It'll be in Ogden, Utah on September 19th. We'll have details about it on lovingliberty.net, and we plan to live stream it on our Facebook page at Loving Liberty. You know, after Bert passed away, I thought, maybe I can take a little rest. Well, on the contrary, um, I created Loving Liberty because I felt like I was being encouraged from the other side, and now I find myself working harder than ever just trying to keep up with Bert and right. and all of our loved ones on the other side. So we're not alone in this fight. Believe me, believe me, I know I, I'm right there with you. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> about. Listen, God bless you and God keep you is uh, my prayer for you. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will, Kathy Smith, because you are fighting the good fight. I'll talk to you on the trail real soon. Thank you so much again for being on with me. Thanks, CL. Bye-bye. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show, and that was my friend, Kathy Smith. I'll soon be up there with her and many other friends uh, there in Ogden, Utah, at uh, that Liberty Center that she has uh, put together there in Ogden. I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, it. It has been two years, almost, yeah, it's been two years mm, since... Uh, I was there and it was under construction then and the way she's describing it, um, it must be really something. So uh, thank you so much, Kathy, for coming on with me. Coming up after um, this break is going to be um, someone who I met just about two, three months ago now, Jennifer Lucky, Jen Lucky.
is um, international evangelist, and she is um, someone who I I think has the anointing for such a time as this. Um, yeah, for such a time as this. And so I'm uh, looking forward to speaking with her um, here in just about five, just about five minutes. I'm going to be talking to uh, my good friend now, Jen Lucky. And um, she and Katie, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, we're going to have Katie on too. Not this time, she's going to be on with me this time around. Uh, Michelle didn't send me anything to that effect. So I don't think that um, Kathy, Katie will be on with me this time around. But we're going to have her on. So Jen Lucky will uh, be my special guest when the C.L. Bryant show returns after this brief break. And um, don't you go anywhere. You can do, young Americans, please hear me. You can do anything that you want to do in this nation you can be anything you want to be in this nation the only thing you have to do first is go do it get up and head out to go and do it. Yeah. So, friends, I am uh, looking forward to um, speaking with my good friend, Jen Lucky, in just a little bit. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. We'll be right back in just a couple seconds. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. are lifted high 
hearts are bowing in reverence. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. And yes, mine is. My, my hands, my spiritual hands are always lifted high, praising Almighty God above. And hey, well, we're asking for your prayers uh, here. Uh, we Louisianians are. Um, got a, a storm headed our way. Not sure how uh, our electrical, you know, system's gonna hold up. Not sure what I might be able to do or not do tomorrow. But uh, I don't worry about tomorrow because I know who holds tomorrow, and I know he holds my hand. Yes, he does. Because uh, I put mine in his. Oh yeah, let him hold it. The Almighty God, Elohim, Jehovah, God, and His Son, Jesus Christ. Hey, folks, um, coming up is um, Jen Lucky. It's going to be on with me, Jennifer Lucky, Jenny Lucky. And she is an international minister with um, a concentration on the 1040 window. And I, I'm, I'm going to let her explain that to you. She is also the, um, one of the hosts of weekly program, Rise Up. Rise up, and uh, I'm going to let her tell you about her co-host as well. Kate is uh, Katie is a wonderful, wonderful individual as well. Got a chance to meet them at uh, marvelous, marvelous homes, a uh, home of um, uh, someone who I had become acquainted with, and um, I'm so glad to uh, make that acquaintance. And I certainly thank Jen uh, for. Uh, opening the uh, opening uh, acquaintance doors. So she's going to be with me here in just a couple of minutes. And we're going to talk about ministry around the world. We're going to talk about religious freedom here in America, as well as w what it is that uh, we take so much for granted. Now, she's seen uh, us as Christians in other parts of the world. Yeah, yeah, she's she's seen us as Christians in other parts of the world. And the thing that uh, always amazed me is this. Uh, um American Christians are big time um different in fact, spoiled almost, when compared to Christians in other places. I've done um, revivals in um, Brazil and, you know, places like that in the Middle East. I've done, done that. And in Brazil particularly, people would walk for several miles to get to a revival meeting. Whereas we won't drive several miles in America. We're pampered in, in so many cases and spoiled. I guess that can be something to say about it and spoiled when it comes to um, 
and I, I think it may, may actually stem from the attitude that we're doing God this favor. Huh? Are you hearing me? It may actually stem from the attitude that we're doing God this favor. <laughs> so, uh, Jen Lucky, um, Jenny, Jenny Lucky is going to be uh, my guest here coming up. And I look forward to that. In the meantime, we are seeing a shift in presidential politics. And we are seeing a shift in the way Americans are going to view uh, politics going into the future. You have been a part. You you have been, uh, if you're alive right now, breathing, can hear me, if you are aware of your surroundings right now. I want to tell you, you have been able to witness an evolution take place. And the oddest thing about the evolution that has taken place in this country is that the people who did not want this type of evolution to occur actually helped it to occur. You know, it's like that that, that statement that goes, um, sometimes people go about saying they want something and then they do everything they possibly can to make sure that it does not happen. Oh, yeah, and that's the way I'm, I'm telling you that we're seeing that, especially on the left, especially from those who are, would like to religiously destroy this country, who would like to socially destroy this country and politically destroy our country. That's exactly how they are acting. They're saying they want something, but then they go and do everything they possibly can to make sure that it never happens. I certainly hope that you as Christians and you as believers out there and conservatives, Republicans, whoever you are, Americans, whether you're whatever stripe you are right now, I'm talking to all of you. And I know that so many of you who are liberals listen to the show. You know how I know it's because you engage me. And I appreciate it. This is where we build the bridge to conversation. And I thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we do that right here on the C.L. Bryant Show on the Talk Monster Red State Talk Radio. I've been telling you about a friend of mine that I've met a couple of uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Jen Lucky, Jennifer Lucky. Uh, she is the host, along with her good friend, Kate, Katie, that I'm uh, going to talk. We're going to talk about her as well. Uh, Rise Up is her program and I got to tell you something uh, being a, a guest with them on their show was indeed an absolute privilege for me she's an international minister and she is going to be able to tell us uh, just exactly what the difference in the way we approach Christianity and some people in less fortunate countries approach Christianity help me welcome uh, to the CL Bryant show for the first time. Jen Lucky. Jennifer, thank you so much for being there with me. 
Hey, thank you, CL. It's an honor to be here today, and I'm so thankful, and I am ready to share with whatever the Lord wants to say, and uh, thank you for being our guest as well again on our show. We loved having you, and we look forward to having you on again as well. Absolutely. It was my honor uh, to be with you. Let me, uh, let, let's, let's, let's talk about your, your co-host there of Rise Up Right Quick. Uh, tell, tell us about her right quick. Katie Walker is the co-host of Rise Up with Jenny and Katie, and she is a lovely, born and bred here in Treeport, Bossier City, Louisiana. Uh, she's an actress, co-author uh, with the Women of Influence book there that she's got. She's uh, an actress in, I think, two two different movies. One is Eight Days, and one is Because of Garcia. She has got many books under her belt uh, that she's working on currently with her co-author, Philippa, out of Dallas, and she's this a mother of four, a wife, and she is just taking names for Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. I like that. She's taking names for Jesus. And hey, listen, she is. you all uh, started out, but let's talk about, let's talk about you now. Um, your um, journey, the where you are now and where you're headed. Give us a genesis of that. Where did it start? Um, Going back to my early childhood, I was... I was saved as a young believer, CL, at the age of about nine years of age, and I rededicated my life, I believe, around the time I was 13. I, I backslid, actually, all through college, and it wasn't until I was about 30. I had an encounter with God in my bedroom, and he said, you keep living this way, you're not going to make heaven, basically. And he said, you're, you're living like the rest of the world. Come unto me. Come back to me. And I knew right then he wasn't playing games, CL. It was a big deal. And he said, I've called you into ministry. I need you to act right, live right, and be a voice for me. This day, you need to make your decision. And I, I, I really, I hit my knees. I began to weep. And I knew there was a line being drawn in the sand. And I said, Lord, I choose you. And what what began to transpire after that, I went to a church and automatically uh, that woman came up to me and said, I'm supposed to be your spiritual mother. And she was a mother of a supernatural church here in Bossier City, Louisiana called Spirit Wind Ministries. And her name was Pastor Bobby Dean. And she was a prophetic evangelist to the nations. And so God puts you with like people to train you, you know, like yeah. like versus like Paul and Timothy. They, they train together. And uh, she is a spectacular healing evangelist and yeah. taught me up in the ways of the Spirit of God, how to move with the Spirit of God and see mighty wonders signs and miracles and i saw it every day with her she she was an amazing woman of god she's now gone on to be in the glory with the lord and just she impacted my life CL, like i've oh, never yeah. seen she prepared me for the mission field that uh began to thrust me into nations i began to go with certain teams and i, I trained and learned how to move in the power of god and then after that i began to take my own teams to the nations and you, you know, build churches and I everything can, i can sense uh, the spirit of bobby dean on you i really can i can actually Amen. sense that uh, on you <laughs> You know, and I wondered I, now, you know, I had not known this part of your personal testimony. I had not known it. But now a lot of things about you, the way you speak and the way you you present yourself. Now it makes so much, so much sense. OK, let, let me let me Amen. let me ask you this now. You boldly, unashamedly shared with the nation across the nation, coast to coast, border to border and around the globe. Uh, the talk monster, that's where it takes us. Uh, your belief, your faith in Christ. Now, is it possible that we here in this country are a little bit more pampered or spoiled or not as challenged as some of the people that you run into when you take your show on the road, when you take Jesus on the road and uh, share him with the rest of the world? Tell us about where 
other Christians live. Is it like here or is it much different? It's much different, CL. It's it's a whole different environment. You know, we all know cultures are different throughout each nation. I mainly go into Islamic nations, Hindu nations, nations that are ran by Buddhists, all different kinds, atheist nations. I like to go to the darkness, you know, to bring the light. And so when we get there, the light just exuberates even more. You know, the light shines brightest in the darkest. So when we get there, uh, it's it's a whole different world that, you know, they look at us almost as you wealthy American kind of mentality. What are you going to do for me? But CL, when we come and we bring the light and the love of Jesus, silver or gold I have none but what I do have I freely give they begin to see the king of glory high and lifted up in our lives as they say you know we get stopped on streets for Hindus saying will you pray for me you know I'm barren and you pray in Jesus name and now all of a sudden they're bearing a child you find out nine months later in the name of Jesus wow. because Jesus they know was the one that touched them wow. that we are just a vessel that he may move through they understand a lot of these other cultures understand spirits they they you know the, we know Islamic people they, they pray five times a day they're very devout in their prayer and uh, and then you see the Hindus they understand spiritual things they're, they're a lot of a lot of new age comes from there it's a lot of spiritualism so they understand spirits but when you tell them the Holy Spirit they begin begin to be drawn into him and realize, oh, he's so pure, he's so clean, he's so holy. He does the drawing uh, to them. But what I've realized is the poverty in these nations, um, it's endless. You know, Jesus said, you always have needs. You always have the needs. You can't meet every single need. Bring them me. And so that's what we try to do. But when we go, see how we try to bring Bibles and their own languages and get them in their hands. We build churches. Uh, work with apostolic teams there to build up the church of God after we're gone and keep building and keep planting. And I've just seen, especially when I went to Pakistan, um, the, the poverty there and in India was probably the worst, but they, are in such extreme poverty, CL, they don't even have access to water. Wow. I mean, we go and dig water wells for villages all over the world. And wow. I, there, there, there's been people that have come to me and say, Sister, we haven't had water in two weeks. And I'm thinking, how are you even alive? They're how eating, are you alive? You know, mud wow. pies. Uh, Ethiopia, I literally, I saw the horse fell over dead. CL, this is a true story. And my parents were even witnesses. With, within two seconds of the horse dropping dead, they were cutting open his thigh and tearing out meat. Some people were. Wow. Some passers-by. Wow. Tearing it and eating it. And then I stopped and I said, isn't that going to make you sick? And, you know, they were so hungry. They said, no. And so they chugged alcohol right behind it Jeez. just to kill the bacteria from eating. These people are starving. And so when I'm, I love America. I'm an American citizen. First of all, I'm a citizen of heaven. So I believe we should love all people the same. I love our nation. I wave my banner proud and high. I love America, you know, more than more than any nation. I'm, I'm, that's my nationality here. But I, I believe as a citizen of heaven, we love all people the same. And we can't say, you know, I'm just going to take care of our American people. We've got people over there that are dying, brothers and sisters yeah. in the faith. And those are lost that need more more than we can ever imagine, wow. you know, to, to have, have food on their table and things like that. And there's not a government that they can go to to get food. There's not a government they can go to to get water. They can't get uh, food stamps, you know. There's not a church on every corner they can go talk to. And so that is my call is to go to the nation and bring them, but also bring, you know, feed them, clothe them, and do what we do. It's, it's extreme poverty. Wow. You know, you know, Americans, all of you, wherever you are, if, if you're able to hear this show, uh, you're either doing it through terrestrial means or you're doing it through, through means of, um, uh, uh, video, uh, you know, the, the, the airwaves, computer. Either way, Americans, I want you to hear what Jen Lucky has just said to you. And I want you to 
understand that many of you won't drive a mile to your church with a belly full. These people are risking their lives in some cases just to worship with an empty belly. Americans, please, let's wake up. Jen, uh, talk to us about um, uh, what is necessary. How do we, how do we help you? How, how, does a, a, how do people get in touch with you? Tell us what your mission is. Talk to us about that. I have about two minutes left in this, in this segment, but I want you to stay with me through this segment so that we can uh, speak on the other side. Okay. Um, we, we have a website. CL, you can go to riseup.tv. Uh, there's a donate button there. What we're doing is uh, bringing Jesus to the nations and bringing the light of the word of them. Hope for tomorrow, hope for today. And uh, we're, we're just discipling them through the word of God. If you want to go and donate there, we're doing great things. We're rescuing people out of slavery in Pakistan. We're putting Bibles in their hands. We're building churches all over the Middle East and Asia. Uh, we're trying to feed them, clothe them. And so if you want to go, our show is not about us. It's about him, and it's about glorifying him through good deeds in the earth as well because your faith without action is dead. So uh, if you want to feel free to give, we would love it. And it's at uh, riseup.tv. Donate button right there Rise and we'll, we'll up gladly you know, send you a tax receipt we are a nonprofit, and we would love to partner with you rise up dot tv rise up dot tv uh, i encourage you to help this nonprofit. Uh, do the work of the Lord in places that I'm telling you, you have to have an anointing for it. You have to have uh, the, the, the provision of God for it. Some of you would faint in the face of the things that Jen sees, that Jennifer sees. And I'm, I'm just thrilled to, uh, to, um, to be uh, your friend and, and to know, you know, I'll tell you something, Jen, um, I would love, and I don't know, I guess after the elections and everything, would love to uh, accompany you on yes. one of those missions. Uh, to, I, I, I have seen it in Brazil. I've seen it in the Middle East, but I'd love to see India. I would love to see Pakistan uh, and minister to the people of uh, India and Pakistan and so oh, we love it. We'd love to take you, so, CEO. Please let us. Please yeah, let us bring yeah. you. You would be an amazing yeah. asset to our team. And for sure. so I, I um, will. Michelle and I will talk about that and see how we get a chance to uh, broadcast even from please. Uh, the room. Yes. But listen, uh, hold hold tight right there. I'm going to return. Uh, I want to speak with you on the other side about uh, the attack on our faith here in this country. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. On with Jen Lucky. Don't go anywhere. I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth leaving. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up! 
for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I CL back with you on this great day in the USA. And it's all because of people just like you that we are blessed in the way that we have been blessed. I want to remind all of our friends going through Times Square, look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And every hour, the CL Bryant Show does uh, rotate through the billboard and OCL's face looking right back at you about a block from where they drop the big ball on uh, New Year's night. And do you know we're fastly approaching another year 21, 20, 2021? Huh? Wow. On with me is a good friend and also uh, someone I admire. This is Wise Woman Wednesday. And it's something that my executive producer, Michelle, came up with. I mean, she has some really good ideas. Yeah, lately, and anyway. <laughs> but anyway, I'm really glad to uh, to have Jennifer on uh, with me. Wise Woman Wednesday. Michelle, I think we're going to do this uh, from, uh, from, from now on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Jennifer is on with me, and, and I'm certainly uh, looking forward to uh, you all connecting with Rise Up. Dot TV, RiseUp.TV. Jennifer, you have traveled to various parts of the world, and you have seen people who are actually persecuted for their faith. Does the average American understand the risk that some Christians have in other lands? Talk to us a little bit about it. I don't think they do, CL. I don't think I even know to the extent as much as I've traveled. I, I'm still astonished when I see what I see. I went to India one time. The last trip I went to India with, I uh, worked with Pastor Joshua, a friend of mine there. And literally, CL, we were driving past a certain church, and there they have caste systems in India. And the caste system is once you're, you know, there's, there's, you're either really wealthy, you're mediocre, or you're real low class, and you really can't move from one caste system to the other. You're born that way, and you'll die that way. And so we were going past one particular dom- denomination of a church, and I saw this old lady. She was about 100 years old, trying to get into a church there, and literally. The man at the door, the man of God, takes her and throws her to the ground and is screaming at her in their language saying, you know better not to come here. You know, you're you're low class. It was a wealthy church and wow. pushed her, shoved her to the ground. And, uh, of course, the pastor I'm with turns the car around and he, he he's a very radical. Um, he's not he's not conforming to their culture. He, he wants to change things. And he gets out and he said, what are you doing? Wow. You know, this is another child of God. What are you doing? And, and they get into a bickering fight and, and the woman's now, her knees are skinned up and bleeding. And I said, brother, what is happening? And he said, there, we have caste systems here and she'll never be able to go to that church. And, and he said, the reason she was trying to get in is because she's so old, she can't walk to the caste system church that she belongs to. Wow. And this is the way they're treated. And he said, it's awful. I'm trying to change our nation. This is not the way it should be. And, uh, 
I, we took her to the hospital and we loved on her and we told her, you know, this is not the way Jesus sees you. Uh, and his, his kingdom of heaven, there's no caste systems there. And, you know, in America, it's not like that. We were able to love on her. But, yeah, that, that was persecution in her own nation of her own kind, uh, within her own religion. Wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're seeing things that I never thought be. But, you know, and um, we go to Pakistan and I see... Um, you know, you, you hear people being beheaded. I've never actually seen that, praise God, but, but I've stood on crusade platforms though, where people have come with stones to, to come and attack us, CL, and, and some of them have actually flown and hit interpreters and hit them in the head, but no, I've never wow. seen anyone get killed. We've been chased with hatchets and things like that, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> tires getting, um, you know, hammered down with knives, and the Lord always makes a way of escape with his missionaries, and oh, praise amen. God. But, amen. um, but we've seen horrible things, persecution on platforms that, you know, as we preach, the power of God would hit those that had stones in their hand and literally fall down and give their life to Christ you know, and say, what is this power? It's stronger than what we carry. We have to know him. And know. we begin to preach. And so it's, it's, uh, we've seen a lot of things. We've seen good and bad and, um, oh, yeah. but there's heavy persecution for sure over these places. You know, uh, Jennifer, you reminded me, uh, you know, Jane and I, we uh, started our, uh, our ministry in the streets as well, uh, MacArthur Park out in uh, Los Angeles, Skid Row, and those types of things. Amen. And perils often, uh, we, we understand uh, that you, being a called minister of the gospel, you will take on those perils. And a lot of people will hear your story, uh, and they will say, well, gee whiz, I, I just, Jennifer, that's not, you're not even thinking about the perils. You're thinking about carrying, delivering a message. And tell us yes. about that message is how simple it is. You're talking about the lady who was thrown to the ground and uh, skinned up, but you carry to that woman the love of Christ. Is his message really that simple? Talk to us. It really is that simple, CL. It really is the simple gospel. You know, Jesus, the Son of God, sent here to be on a rescue mission to save all mankind, to save us from our sins. We, we fell away in the Garden of, of Eden with Adam and, in the, uh, Adam and Eve that began to sin. And God had to send another man, his one and only begotten son, to come to die on a cross to give us the remission of our sins through his blood, through his atonement, through his sacrifice. He made a way that we may become grafted back into the family of God through the Father. It's really that simple that a man came, his name was Jesus, Mixed with God and man. He came to save the world. He came, John three sixteen. the message for God sent his one and only son, that whosoever believe in him and call on his name shall never die, never perish, and be with him for eternity of eternities. Amen. And that's what, it's a simple gospel. And it's, and when you hear it, there's just such truth to it. There's such truth. You feel it because the Holy Spirit is in it. And it just draws you. you know, it's a power that just draws you. <laughs> and if, if, if I didn't believe it, I believe me, I wouldn't be risking my life every day overseas when I go well, you know, um, I see it you, I see it hit people is that simple the I love of Christ transforms to, uh, your life I got a chance to sit and uh, and talk with you for a while and uh, I got the, the strongest of impressions that you don't say things that you do not mean and, uh, and, and so, <laughs> yes yeah and and so I I in uh, that type of person of course uh, all of us uh, should appreciate, but sometimes we we like people who gives us the, the the front and all that type of thing. But I don't see any any of that with you. And so, folks, I'm saying this: what you're hearing and what you're seeing, and I, I get the same sense from Katie, uh, her co-host on Rise Up, is that uh, their word to the Lord is bond, and uh, mine is, and I know that my my uh, right arm there, Michelle, is uh, is bond. 
And on this Wise Woman Wednesday, I have been blessed to have on Tony and Dash, OGOP committee woman, uh, and putting on the, the big shindig events that's going on uh, here for the GOP this week, as well as entrepreneur Kathy Smith, Utah, there in Ogden. I'll soon be with them uh, in a couple of weeks. And then finally, here today, uh, Jennifer Lucky, uh, RiseUp.TV. It has been a phenomenal um, Wise Woman Wednesday kickoff, Michelle, to you. And glory to God, but to you, I'm going to give some earthly kudos here for coming up with it. I really like it. Hashtag that, folks. Wise Woman Wednesday. We're going to be rocking it uh, from now on. And, Jen, I want to thank you for being on our inaugural Wednesday uh, with us. Tell the folks once again how to get in touch with you. Thank you, Steele. Thank you so much. Uh, they can go again to riseup.tv, and uh, you're welcome to just browse our page, look through it. There's a lot of information on it. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we've got an email there. You can go to info at riseup.com and get in touch with us through email. We've got a Facebook page, uh, Rise Up with Jenny and Katie. It's a Jenny and Katie show. So, again, that's Facebook, Rise Up with Jenny and Katie. And you're welcome to shoot us a message. If you got a prayer request, you want prayer, anything we can do do uh let us know we we will gladly pray and and we we just love people co we love people anything to get in contact with people and love on them in jesus name just let us know that's where you can find us jennifer continue to fight the good fight i know that you will because you are and i want to thank (laughs) you again for being on the show with me thank you god bless thank you you. thank you god bless you co i'm cl this is the cl brian show and that was Jennifer Lucky, and I was really fortunate to have her on here today. I have, um, you know, been blessed to be around and with uh, amazing, amazing uh, women in my life, beginning with the <clears throat> my mother, amazing woman, and then I married an amazing woman and was with her for 46 years. But even uh, now, uh, the Lord is uh, just surrounding me with amazing, amazing uh, women. And, uh, of course, all of you know, and I've told you this, uh, Jane and I talked about it even on radio uh, some time ago, is how um, I have always been uh, my easiest and easiest brought out uh, with around uh, women, around female company. Uh, I was always um, the, I don't know, she would actually invite me to... <laughs> her uh, gatherings because I, I don't know I guess I, I fit in I don't, I don't know what it was but I've always enjoyed uh, the company of women and on this um, uh, women wise woman Wednesday I think that we're seeing uh, an evolution taking place in our nation as far as the coming out of women and the Republican Party the GOP is the vehicle, it appears, that is going to drive that into the future as far as opportunity is concerned for women. You've heard from three of them, all three of them taking advantage of what God has blessed them with and what God is doing in their lives and uh, how he is causing their American light to shine through their faith. And so I have been uh, really blessed 
to have um, this show, inaugural show, on. And um, so we look forward to the next Wise Woman Wednesday. I wonder who that is going to be, Michelle. I'm going to leave all that to you, girl, uh, because, hey, you sure ran this one uh, all the way to the end zone, that touchdown, big time, grand slam, all of that. Good idea. Wise Woman Wednesday is what we have kicked off. And so I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. And as we look at what the happenings that are uh, surely going to transpire for the rest of this week, I do solicit all of your prayers around uh, the globe for the great state, my state of Louisiana, and uh, quite possibly my adoptive state, Texas. Uh, we're about to get slammed here at our borders down there by Laura, uh, this hurricane. And so I don't know. I mean, if if all if the Lord says the same, I'll have my electricity up and rolling tomorrow, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. I believe Adam Brandon is supposed to be my special guest. But if I have no electricity, <laughs> I will have no way of saying anything to you. And it don't matter how loud I can talk. And oh my goodness, I got them lungs from Grandpa. Daddy was, was soft-spoken. But his daddy, like his mama, daddy was soft-spoken like his mama. But his daddy was a boomer. <laughs> and I got it from him. <laughs> Listen, uh, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And I want to thank you for coming along with us daily. And I want you to know that my heartfelt desire for each of you, is that God will bless and keep you all. Mm -hmm.